Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. Knight Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man that does not exist. David? Yeah. What is this? I don't I don't know. I feel like this is the sound my brain makes when it's time to go to bed. This is amazing. Why can't why can't this happen every single day for twenty four hours a day? I don't day? know. This is all I can I'm not even gonna talk, I just wanna Oh good Christ. Uh, should we uh we should we start the episode? Yeah, I suppose we should start the episode. Alright, let's do it. Might as well put on some music. Might as well put on some music. I am the voice of Night Industry 2000's microprocessor. You wish to eat, you wish to drink, you wish to reproduce. Yeah. Which one first? Michael. Where are your pants? Never mind. I'm telling you right now, after what we just saw, I don't want to wear my pants. Uh, that thing wasn't wearing <laughs> pants. <laughs> well, did we ever see its lower body? Yeah, it's like plants. It's bio, bionic plant parts. <laughs> so, for those of you who have ever seen this video before, uh, first of all, I want to send a special thank you out to the up the person who uploaded this video. I believe the title of the video is Krumar. C-R-U-M-A-R. On YouTube. You'll know what it is because the thumbnail is an image of a baby doll's head inside of a flower pot with real hair sticking out the top. And I saw this video on uh, on a Twitter feed about, um, it says, you know, it's like me. Hey, it's time to go to bed. My brain. And then it just plays that. So the song is Gossipo Perpetuo, artist Jean-Jacques Jean-Jacques Perry. Jean-Jacques Perry. Licensed to UMG on behalf of EMI. Um, but the, the video is called Krumar Plays a Song and Sings the Song. <laughs> but uploaded by Real Big Boys. Um, highly recommend looking that up on YouTube. It's 51 seconds, so you're not wasting time watching it. It is a watershed moment for sure. Oh, man. Guys. With that being said, welcome to Champion Klein, the Night Rider Years. It's a podcast by two friends who share a love of classic 80s television. I'm your host, Dave Champa. I'm your other host, Greg Klein. And Greg, I got a question for you. Um, nope, not going to answer what it. Is the, what is the last viral video that you truly remember? Like, I'm not talking about the crap that goes viral nowadays, but like in our college days, we watched some weird stuff. Damn, that's a good question. I'm thinking of like the stuff we. I mean, what would have like con- what constituted it like a viral video? Because I'm not even sure viral videos existed 17 years ago or 16, 17 years ago. They did in a different way. This is viral now is just overnight ridiculous plays and downloads, right? But before, I think viral was just viral because there wasn't as much and people were watching the same thing i i think probably viral for us was definitely uh the gi joe psas 
Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe I should oh. say that was more repetitive rather than viral. Um, um, I would say that I, I'd say if we were to transplant, the, like that would be my definition of a viral video. But those, I I don't know anymore because I think they're too long. You have to put too much time in to watch them. Oh, gosh, Like yes. now a viral video is like someone skateboarding and then smashing all their teeth out on a rail. Which I still watch. Yep. Although I have a problem with mouth with mouth injuries that's the thing that that's my most cringeworthy youtube video anytime there's a mouth injury if somebody like when they're riding the bike and like, they like they hit a tree stump and they just their face smashes into like the ground m- mouse injuries i don't understand mouth so like when when they get stuck in the trap and they get like squashed oh no i don't mind watching that or smoshed actually that's a, those are fun videos there too are, you can't post them anymore you can't post the video you can't like, post videos of animals getting killed oh because there was that guy who would show his mouse traps yeah, mouse trap monday is excellent an excellent other excellent youtube channel that uh he he does like vintage mouse traps like yeah. stuff he finds that are 100 years old patents that are super old or, or tries to recreate them yeah and tests them on his farm because he has a a barn and lots of mice and these things work um, oh absolutely i think there's a little bit of frustration there's some, you can't, there's some you can't show the smoshing anymore oh well, that's okay, because i got plenty of other videos that I watch, Greg. Mm. Do you watch lots of YouTube still? A tremendous amount of YouTube. I spend too much time, I think. Usually yeah. that's why I can't go to sleep. Yes, I find my brain's running all the time. Yes. I find that in order, to, in order to properly poop, I have to watch a YouTube Oh, yeah, video. I have to have my phone with me in the bathroom. Which means that <laughs> our phones are probably just as dirty as did mine. I, did I send you that audio clip? <laughs> Yep. So worst feeling in the world. I took a shower last night, a cold shower, because it's still like heat wave to the max up here in Maine right now. Like the humidity has not gone away. To the max. So I took a cold shower at like 10 o'clock last night, got out of the shower, got into bed, and immediately I had to poop. (laughs) And if there's anything worse than pooping right after your shower, I'm not sure there's, I'm not sure there is anything. So naturally I, I sent the audio clip of myself defecating to to gregory <laughs> what you think of that greg so let's move along to uh yeah what, what i want to talk about for this chapter of yeah. the night rider years do we want to do the do you, you're moving on well, I you don't want to let people into our world yet <laughs> we sort of <laughs> did it two weeks ago so here's the thing <laughs> i don't know what it sounded like on your end but on my end it was like four bit mp3 pixelated and i was like i don't I don't know. You don't want to play it. Right I don't now. know what that is. I I hear your voice. I think it's you. But no, it was definitely me. That was that was mere seconds after I sent it to you. <laughs> That's terrifying. Uh, I don't know what happened to me, David. Bad David. Things. David. Yes, Gregory. Our world is is dark. Are we not? So what you're saying is you're not willing or ready to let people in. <laughs> that was. It's just a shock. It's a shocking thing to do that. Oh, Greg. David. David really, Champa. I'm really tired. You are so tired. I'm, so I'm really tired. sweaty and gross. It's sweaty and grungy down here. Um, we have a guest with us tonight, but she probably won't be part of the show much. She's just using her Kindle. Uh, do you want to Do you want to say a quick hello? Go ahead. Say hi. Hi. Who are you? Eva. So Eva's here with us. She's my youngest. She is six years old, and... Uh, her older sister is at a camp night, which goes late, and uh, Mummy is at uh, a church rehearsal, so she's going to go pick Lucy up. So Eva is sitting down here with us, hanging out on her Kindle. So she's going to hang out. We, you might hear her chuckle every now and then, and we'll try to keep the... And I usually, um, and I just need to tell something. Oh, yeah. Um, I usually, um, I'm not, 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 I'
You need to tell us something? Yeah. Oh, please, tell us, because nobody wants to listen to us anymore. About school. Tell us about school. Quickly, go. So, um, if Pierce Lynn is in the car and watching this, please don't, because I don't want you to. That was all you had to say? Yes, that's all I had Okay, to say. thanks for that. I appreciate it. Can we move on now? Yes. All right, thanks. I love how she has headphones on. Yes. And hopefully is not listening to anything we say. She's not. She's watching Netflix. Oh, that's a safe thing. Okay, good. I don't want you to hear anything I'm saying. Poo poo. Um, Greg, <laughs> do you want to go over our Twitter responses from two weeks ago? Yes. Do you remember the questions? No. Okay, so the first question we asked was... Who is more likely to be a bad actor? Oh, yes. I remember this. Yes. And I argued that Devin would be the bad actor. Correct. Actor. Yes. Because he would actually be acting, but Michael can't act because he doesn't. He just doesn't act. Okay. And you said it was the opposite. So I took a more literal approach and said that Devin, or said that Michael just thinks he's so good at everything, but he fails every time. Okay. And this was one of our highest voted... Twitter polls. Unless we get like six. 71% said Michael wow. was the bad actor, and 29% said Devin. Okay. So they're saying Devin is the better actor. And now Bill, mm. who I just... Bill's got some good zingers. He's got so a, I, I'm he's just got a good say, one for the next question. That just means that Bill made it through the last episode. He sure did. Thank you. He sure did. Uh, and he's hopefully still with us, Bill. <laughs> I hope. Um, so Bill says my theory is and I think we've come up we've said this theory or maybe we haven't but this this plays into our theory that 80s universes are all connected of course okay so Bill says my theory is that Devin Miles and legendary star of the silver screen Guy Roberts (laughs) are the same person now I believe I don't remember if we've actually have we ever mentioned that they're the same person. Uh, I, I we've talked about that episode and I can't I don't think so I, I probably or it was his brother we tried to come up we tried to force it together somehow. So it sounds like his theory is is that uh, Guy Roberts is Devin Miles or Devin Miles is actually Guy Roberts in disguise. No wait wait no no because the, Guy Roberts showed up after Knight Rider ended. What what did Bill say? My theory is that Devin Miles and legendary star of the silver screen Guy Roberts from MacGyver are the same person. Okay, they're the same person. I'm into that. I'm totally into that. So, but Devin arrived on the scene after that, no, before that episode. So this, yeah, so Knight Rider was 82 to 86, and I think Guy Roberts' episode was like 89. Okay. So, so that is kind of where, I think that's kind of where we're at here. So, so that's what Bill says. Did you fix that? That buzzing? Yeah, you, you heard it. that? Yeah, I everybody hear that? Soon as you started, soon as you stopped, I could see your face drop, and I'm like, oh no, he hears a buzz. It's <laughs> gone now. It's freaking laptop power Buzzing's supply. gone. Um, and then our next one was, who is more likely to love orgasm? Oh, <laughs> Michael or Garth? I don't. <laughs> That's right. Me and Greg and I just uh, just uh, tied on Garth. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever ask why you're barking, Eva. <laughs> No, you should not be barking at this time. <laughs> All right, but okay, good. All right, um, um, we ta- we both said Garth. We both said Garth. Yes, I just got to. Dist- I, I just okay. We both said Garth, but yes. I was really curious about Devin and. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's all right. I got distracted by the buzzing, but Devin and uh, Devin and uh, Guy Roberts. I'm trying to figure that out. Maybe that's something we'll just have to flash out over the next. What are we at? Two and a half seasons left. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, we'll figure it out. 
So Bill comes up with probably one of my favorite, and I laughed for quite a long time on this one. Uh-huh. So sounds like Bill voted for Garth, okay. uh, as did 75% of the votes were Garth, 25% to Michael. Uh, Bill says Garth not only loves his own, he loves all of them, ever. Plays them on a loop on his Walkman. <laughs> like... Like in somehow, general, somehow he has recorded all of them, and they're just on his tape. His little, his little Sony Walkman. Sony Walkman. <laughs> oh, Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that that he mixes like he he's he no he yes he does yes yeah he's yes, got his he own mix. mixer he's, he's got like absolutely got his own he's mixer. got his own like reel to reel and like tape editing equipment. <laughs> He, he makes his own mixes. He's like cuts and splices and yeah. just does. Oh yeah. What do you think's on the cutting room floor, David? <sighs> a lot of howling. He just—it's just straight noises. It's no—it's none of the—it's none of the none of the ambient noise. Yeah. It's just everything else. Everything else. Yeah. Exactly. So those are our those are our Twitter responses for the week, and I appreciate that, Bill. This week, I don't think we're going to put out a who's more likely because scheduling's going to be a little tight for the next couple of weeks. So I think it's going to be a little difficult for us to get these out. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll the, figure next, it out. the next whatever episode comes out next in two weeks from today will be an odd one. It will be if we can get ourselves together. And I don't to know do it. if it'll be odd because of the number. Right. Is it going to be an even episode or an odd uh, episode? We are tonight is episode fifteen. Tomorrow's episode sixteen. Okay, so or it'll be two an, weeks. It'll be an even numbered episode, but it will be more odd than this current episode. Yes. Do you want to talk about this current episode, Gregory? Oh, God, yes. All right, let's do it, guys. It is season two, episode fifteen, White Line Warriors. White lines. What are our key takeaways from this episode, Greg? Uh, um, this wasn't about cocaine. Nope. It um, was in no way uh, race-related. Yep. <laughs> um, so um, All 80s cops are crooked. Yep. No, no, no. All 80s small-town cops. Small, what would yes. it be? All small-town 80s cops? How do you say I that? I think either one of those would work. All 80s small-town cops. No, that makes it sound but like... But one de- defines it as, a, as the time frame. All the- 80s era small-town cops are crooked. 80s era. 80s era. That All 80s era small-time crooks. Small-town cops. Are, are crooks. Are crooks. Are crooks or cops. Yes, absolutely. Um, usually gangs are going to wear some sort of a windbreaker button-up shirt with the name of the gang on the back. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, in, this fa- in this case, we have the Rebels. It could be... One, Super or, unoriginal. What like those um they're like not sports jackets but uh you know, like members only jackets but not quite I forget what the name was like, like a letter, like a Letterman jacket no but you know what those jackets were they were like kind of satin looking yeah they were, weren't quite windbreaker material but yeah I know I don't know what they're called I don't know either and that's driving me nuts the kind with the cuffs you know the '80s jacket yes the kind with the cuffs. That's probably mostly polyester that yep. would shrink and burn onto your body if you got too close to a, a campfire. I, I just Googled satin jacket cuffs. Oh, but God, I don't what think did you find? Silk satin jacket bomber style. Okay, that's maybe. That's probably what this is, if yeah. I had to guess. This looks very similar to that varsity so, jacket. Varsity. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a varsity yeah. jacket. Okay, well, there you go. But this was super cheaply made. <laughs> yes. They were yes. super cheap. Um, so those are a few things we learned. Uh, mm. We learned a couple other things over the course of the episode, which we'll talk about. And I, by the way, I hope you guys are enjoying the 
less note taking that I've been doing because I'm enjoying talking about the episodes more and I'm enjoying watching them more. Oh boy, you are. Although I think near the end I told Greg I said I can't not take notes. That's a double negative. You're a double negative. So uh, Oh god, you're right. Take that. I'm so my I'm my own conundrum. So we're gonna open up on some uh some some idiot hot rodders. Oh jeez, yes. Some old school classic cars. Didn't we open? Wasn't like, uh, was that MacGyver? No, it was this. It was this. It was the first season. Didn't we have like idiot hot rodders in the beginning too? Were they of bikes? The series? They were motorcycle gangs. It was the motorcycle gang in the Back to the Future town. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. In Hill Valley. So they're um they're getting ready to do a little uh, illegal street racing. Illegal street racing. Oh yeah, that's another thing that we learn in the eighties is that street racing. I think it is illegal. But it's always yeah. very illegal. But it's like they do it all the time. Yes. And that's they're, the they're out of the blue. These guys, like, are, are they just show up and they do some street racing. Yeah. So they decide that they're going to dra- just drag down this really long stretch of road only to have Kit run into, not run into them, but, like, go headlong towards them and turbo boost over them. Mm-hmm. Kit then gives chase, but then the cops kind of, they hear the cops and they pull a Yui in the road and drive off the other way and let the cops take care of the... <laughs> yeah, let the cops take care of them. Um, so, so Michael pulls up in front of a, uh, a jewelry store, mm. and we get our running gag of the episode: M- Manny the alarm guy, Manny the car alarm salesman. <laughs> like a cost, not a call. Co- oh. He walks up to Michael, and is like, "Hey, that's a really nice car there. Does it have a car alarm? Let me tell you why. Because someone in thirty seconds can steal this car." Michael's like, "Yeah, whatever." He's like, "Let me prove it to you." He's like, "No, I got an appointment. Come on, I got to prove it to you." No, no. Well, how about this? I'm going to go into my appointment, and if I come back and you figured out how to break into this car. I'll get a car alarm system from you. Done. Perfect. Yeah. Manny's like, you got it. That's great. So save you the time. Manny shows up like three or four times over the episode, each time looking more browbeat because he cannot break into Kit. I know. And then, Greg, you, you were like, you said at one point how bad you felt because Manny's just trying to make a decent living and he is so distraught mm-hmm. that he cannot break into Kit. Yeah, he keeps coming back and he keeps, you know, Michael knows, like, no, you're never going to break into this car, but he lets him try anyway. And Michael keeps, like, dicking with him. So, like, Michael will come out after Manny's been trying for a while and he's like, Manny, what do you, it's been unlocked the whole time. Like, mm. what do you, come on, man, like, get, get your head in the game. <laughs> so, we see Manny a couple times and you do end up feeling a little bit bad for Manny because yeah. we assume that Manny's got a, got a life mm-hmm. and a wife. Maybe he doesn't have a wife. Do you maybe. think he just lives in his car, though? Well, yeah, I mean, because if he's an alarm guy, he's probably got alarms six ways from Sunday. That's Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Let's talk about Marietta and Cindy. Marietta and Cindy. We learn a little bit about Marietta. We do, and we'll get there in a second. So Marietta's art gallery mm-hmm. has been robbed. Damn. Uh, apparently, according to the scene, the art gallery was robbed the prior Saturday, and it's been like almost a week, and they still haven't cleaned the floor well you would think okay maybe you know i don't really know the timeline of how the you know, crime scenes work and i guess it all depends it's all contingent on all this sort of whatever. i mean we assume blah, it's blah, an blah. open crime scene at this point like because they haven't caught the burglar know. they haven't caught the burglar so maybe they just haven't come around to have the the investigation come through there properly but no there's it was a mess like i would say it's probably four or five days has passed and there's just junk everywhere oh it's absolutely and so the woman her name is marietta comes around the corner with a shotgun mm. and holds michael up because she thinks that like she obviously assumes that the burglar has come back in broad daylight to gonna, rob the store. I'm going to butter your bread. <laughs> right. Yeah. So they holds up Michael and Michael's like, eh, blah, blah, blah. and this other girl, whatever, what's her name? 
uh, Cindy. Cindy, you just said it. Cindy comes out. It's like, oh, hey. And it's Mike, par for the course that Michael's Greg doesn't, like, oh, it's Cindy, right? The, or whatever. I was going to say, it's par for the course that Greg doesn't remember character it names. Doesn't, and they don't, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. <laughs> and the other lady, the other girl comes out. Yeah. And Michael's like, yeah, hey, Michael, Devin said, you know, Devin, you know, said you would look like this or something like that. I don't remember. And the woman, Mario, was like, well, why didn't you say so? And he's like, well, I would have, except there's a shotgun pointed at my back. Oh, oh right. Sorry yeah. So she, her. she, you know, she she waves the firearms around kind of willy-nilly. Yeah. Um, so we learn that the recent string of robberies occurs when the weekend warriors are in town uh, meeting for street racing. They'd like to party hard. It's so like every time there's a street race, apparently like a robbery occurs. Mm. So we come to find out a little bit later where that connection comes from, and we'll mm. get there. Um, so Michael, as he leaves, he runs into uh, Chief Craig. Chief Craig. Who looks familiar, and I never looked him up. Oh, yeah. I was so look up some folks. I didn't actually look him up. So Chief Craig is um, he is your stereotypical 80s era police chief mm-hmm. who uh, doesn't like outsiders. Of course not. He doesn't like outsiders who drive cars like Michael. He basically wants him to get out of town. Michael's not a car, David. Yes, I know. You know what I mean. Okay. So he does. And so basically, but I what I appreciated, I think, about this chief is that he won't he can't he can't arrest Michael. He doesn't arrest Michael for no reason. Right. Which I appreciated I think more about him than other cops we've seen in this and in MacGyver. He's just like he's like, "Yeah, I don't like you." And Michael's like, "Okay, cool, but <laughs> I, I don't like you." He's like, "Okay, cool, but I haven't done anything." I know. That's why I'm going to be watching you. And that I did like that because like, you know, Michael keeps all these times Michael comes into these towns, he doesn't really say who he is. Right. You know, and he doesn't do anything. He's not giving this police chief any any like identification or anything like that. He's just playing hardball. No, but he's also giving the cop no reason to arrest him. Like he's yeah. not being aggressive. So I think I appreciated that that the cops like, "All right, but we're going to be watching you." And every instance that Michael shows up, that the cop shows up, that you think the chief's going to arrest him? Yes. Michael doesn't. Or the the chief doesn't arrest him because right. he can't pin anything on Michael. Right. You know? Did you find out who he was? No, I'm trying to figure it okay. out. Okay. So, Michael, he goes to the drag race that night looking for uh, looking for Ron. Ron apparently is a suspect. Of course he's looking for Ron. Looking for Ron. It's uh, Cindy's boyfriend. Uh-huh. Uh, and he runs into one guy who I don't remember. I don't know his name, nor do I remember if he was ever named. Michael's like, hey, I'm looking for uh, looking for Ron. And the guy's like, well, uh, you want the top dog? You got to earn that. Oh, oh okay. Like, oh, okay. As the cops arrive at the drag race, and they all drive away and leave Michael alone. Okay. Number two, when the chief shows up. Scenario number two, where a regular 80s cop would have arrested Michael. Yes. But this cop was like, Michael basically just gets reprimanded, and the cop's like, okay, well, we're really going to be watching you, because we honestly don't have anything to pin on you right now mm-hmm. you, you're you know and i think he just took him at his word a guy's like no I, michael's like i wasn't here i mm-hmm. wasn't drag racing mm-hmm. i told you i'm on personal business what's that personal business yeah and that's the thing michael michael still doesn't say anything but they, they can't really get him so right yeah. so that's scenario number two mm-hmm. where the cop should have arrested michael but didn't because michael is right he didn't do anything yes so yes so the prime suspect is michael yes we're in the semi-truck and Devin has pulled up the record for Ron. Ron. Turns out that Ron has a prior arrest for B&E and has mysteriously skipped town. Now, what? Now, here's where we get into our little backstory about Devin and Marietta. <laughs> 
Devin refers to Marietta as quite the fun-loving lady and with proper seasoning brings out her true flavors. Oh, Devin. So this is that we, we, Dave and I have this theory that Harrietta, Marietta, Marietta, Marietta and Devin had a, had a fling. Oh yeah. Back during the war. Do you think she was the one in Paris? Ooh. I don't know if we've ever, we had this conversation a little while ago about another woman. She's definitely American. She or has is. an Amer- has an a non British accent. Correct. Could be American or or Canadian, possibly. Yep. Not you know, but maybe she was there. Maybe Devin, when he got out of when he would stop being a POW, she was like a, an American nurse that was helping Ooh, nursing him back to health. I like this. You know. Yes. Mm, maybe something happened in the so, oxygen tent. We may never truly get the story of Paris, but we'll make it up. But we're gonna make it up because that's what we do. So yeah. So. There, there's a little bit of uh, so Devin. This is how Devin knew. They don't explain how. They just explain that there's a past. Yep. She was a fun-loving lady, and apparently, with age, comes some pretty wonderful things. <laughs> you got it. Devin. Proper seasoning brings out true flavors. <laughs> oh boy, Devin. Mm. Devin, I love this guy. Wow. Um, oh, the other Devin. thing we learn in this scene, almost as if the scriptwriters needed to add this in for Kit, was that um, April has installed a uh, stealth mode. Of course. Basically silences Kit's engine so that he can drive without being noticed. A- in other words, <laughs> turns the engine off and he coasts. No, I have no idea. She put <laughs> in stealth mode. Does. I don't know what that means. Kit doesn't... Kit can go into pissed because he doesn't want to be muzzled. Right is what he is what he tells April. I thought basically I thought they were kind of like dumbing him down so that he wasn't so fast, so that the guys that were going to race him could actually compete because Kit will blow him out of the water, right? Or the road. Kit will blow them on the road. Sure, Kit will drive faster (laughs) than they do. Yes. Okay. Um, but no, she, Bonnie just puts this one feature in Kit that he can be one hundred percent silent. Yeah. What, I don't know. I mean, engine noise maybe, but if you listen to a vehicle on the road, like the tire noise is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. You really no, you're going to hear all of that. It's like, what is that sound? Just Yeah. So I don't know how she she dulled out the sound of the tires, because when we see this only time this gets used in the climax of the episode, Kit's driving across a dirt road. Yeah. So, and, and well, we'll get there. It doesn't matter. So uh, scenario number three, three, where Chief Craig has another confrontation with Michael outside the gallery that was just robbed. Mm. the chief's like what are you doing over here and michael's like i told you i'm on personal business i'm looking for ron <laughs> i'm looking for ron remember the the character ron that we came up with a couple weeks ago yes yeah looking yeah. for ron looking for i'm looking for ron so yeah so michael's back at uh, marietta's gallery and the chief's there and michael's like chief's like well look who we have here <laughs> <laughs> and so the chief's like uh well ron's car was at the crime scene so Pretty sure that's the one who did it. And Cindy's like, no, he had nothing to do with it. He he, he went into hiding. This is where he's going to go. He called me to tell me he's in hiding, and he needs somebody to come find him. And Michael's like, I got this. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I'll go find him. So I assume he's going to be like in some like safe house or this. And Kit scans the area where Michael pulls up to, and he's just like standing on a cliff behind a couple of trees. He's just like crouching in the bushes <laughs> waiting. It's like, no, this is not hiding. Nope. This is not where you go to hide. He just needs to be by himself. This David. is his thinking spot. He's in the beautiful cliffs and so, of California. Instead of Michael like being like, you know, like, ah, what's the word? I, he doesn't approach him in the best manner. He steps out of Kit. Yeah. And it's like, hey, hey, Ron. 
hey, where Ron, are you? Ron, where are you? And he's like, Michael's in the middle of a field, and Ron, you can kind of see Ron from the, behind the bushes. He's like, what do you want? So they start this conversation. He's like, how do I like, know you're not being followed? Right. He's yeah. like, I'm not. Oh, all right. Well, let me do, 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 do. start. You know, and they start this conversation over like a couple hundred feet, yelling at each other. I'm like, this is stupid, well, right? And then Kit's like, Michael, there's someone in the bushes. We just see these. We see a pair of knees bend over with a hand pulling out, and he's just got three sticks of dynamite. He lights the dynamite and just hurls it over the edge onto the area right in front of Michael. Kit pulls over the dynamite, mm-hmm. as we've seen before. Kit can withstand that. Three sticks of dynamite. Yeah. Well, we saw that in the Slam and Sammy stunt show spectacular. Yep. And then the episode where the girl was hidden in the tank. Oh, that's right. In the right. nuclear minefield. Right, of course. <laughs> yes. That was like early, like season one, like episode two. Oh, man. So we've seen it before, and it obviously it, it shakes Michael a little bit. Yeah, it knocks him over and stuff. And, you know, Michael's like, I'm okay. Once the smoke clears, I'll know how I'm doing. So... But Kit has no. Obviously, we know this. Kit has no problems whatsoever. Yeah. Drives away. Kit actually compares the. He would rather have sticks of dynamite explode under him than listen to the crappy music that Michael's been playing. Yes, Kit has a real problem with most of the music. Which, by the way, in this episode, all of the music is they're pretty well known songs like Tom Petty's "Breakdown," mm-hmm. uh, uh, Fleetwood Mac "Rhiannon," really good songs. But they're all terrible covers. Well, I, they're co- they're Not definite terrible covers. covers. No. But they're like they're yeah they're clearly covers. But I don't think if you watch this once for the first time on your on your little twelve inch television set, you'd never notice. No, absolutely. Oh, not. that's awesome. So it, oh, and there was the other one, um, uh, the one from Flashdance. Oh, Maniac, Maniac. In the very opening. But that sounded like the original. I don't know. So I don't know. But anyway, I, there was I don't some think it was very recognizable songs, but most of them were covers. She's a main, and it doesn't make sense because they're playing maniac while these guys are driving cars around. Like she's a maniac, and he's uh, right dancing on the floor, but it's these guys drag racing. I was like, Dad, yeah, doesn't really line up. So, for some reason, Ron, what do you want, bud? I'm going to. <laughs> You're gonna go get your water. Is it upstairs? Yeah. All right, go for it. I'll see you in a few minutes. Uh, I'm not going to cut that, by the way. No. <laughs> We're just going to let Eva be, do that thing. So, you know you guys are you're matching, right? We are matching. You're both wearing red shirts and black pants. Yes. We do that often. We oh. coordinate a lot. Mm. <laughs> so uh, Ron, after Michael and Kit have given a brief chase, because Ron gets a little freaked out, Yeah, uh, Michael jumps out of the car and tackles Ron to the ground, put, gets Ron in the car. Kind of, he pulls a similar thing. Remember way back the girl that was riding the horse? And he jumped. Oh, yes, yes. He jumped and de- dehorsed her. Yes. Same kind of thing. He rides along on Kit and then jumps out of the sunroof and tackles Ron. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Breaks every bone in his body. <laughs> God, he, I mean, he dropped him. Like, Ta- tackles Ron. Ron kind of gets back on his feet but trips and falls over and Kit runs over him. <laughs> a lot of this. A lot of, lot, of, a lot of episodes end with Kit running someone over. Yeah, and then doing break stands on them. <laughs> Brain matter under the hood. It's okay. Um. So Ron swears up and down that he is not the thief, and he's like, "I'm pretty sure I am being set up for this." What? What? Then prove it. Who's doing it? And he he can't. He can't like prove anything. So Michael basically gives him an ultimatum. It's like, "Hey, either you're gonna get arrested, or I can try to help you." Right. I because I can't tell if you're innocent or not. Right. And so Michael kind of pr- throws this theory out, and he's like, you know, I've noticed that whenever the road race takes place, the cops leave town and the robberies happen. Yeah. There's a connection. There. Maybe it wasn't Michael. I think Ron said that. Right. Might, might he might have. Ron, some one of those people makes a mention basically that whenever there's a road race, 
the cops leave town, a robbery happens. Oh, jeez. The so, cops go out to get the cars. Yeah. And the, leave, so leaving the town. So there might be something there. Vulnerable. I don't know. Um, now we're back at uh, inside the semi. Because Michael takes Ron in kit, drives him into the semi. Now, I have to mention, I had to pause it. <laughs> so this is the first shot we get from the perspective of Michael driving into the semi. Pause the scene. That semi is it's empty. Like There's, you can see the style, like the you know the, on the inside that's like black and white with the uh, the cross bracing. You can see that on the side of the semi, but there's nothing in it. It's completely empty. Yeah. So he has uh, he's got Ron and he's got him hiding out in the semi. This is the first. Is it Ron the first outsider to go in the semi? Was there somebody else? I can't remember if but there's like, ever been somebody else. If it was somebody else, they were still foundation related. This yes. guy is the first time I think anyone I want to say he might be the first outsider. So and 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 Bonnie April's there. Yeah. Um and uh Devin's not around. Somehow Devin's not there. He's doing something else. Yeah. And Bonnie's like, oh, Jesus, April. <laughs> it's okay. April is uh, like, I don't know what we're gonna do with him. Uh, Devin not, might not be too happy about this. And right. like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to? He's wanted all over the place. He's I not said safe. no. <laughs> so, so yeah, he lets Ron hide out inside the semi, and Michael's going to go out and test this theory about the timing with the with the road race and the cops leaving town and the robberies. But he's got to get the street racers out on the road. Mm-hmm. Cue scenario number four, oh, in which oh. the chief has confronted Michael once again, because earlier the chief was like, I'm going to find out a little bit about you. When I find something, I'm going to come back and I'm going to arrest you. And so the guy comes, the chief comes back and says, funny thing, I tried to look you up and I can't find anything. <laughs> I know. Michael's like, huh, how about that? And so Michael basically says, you need to stop harassing me and be done with this. I am not doing anything wrong. And he gets in his car and drives away. But And Michael's <laughs> right. He's not doing anything wrong. But he's a stranger from out of town. He's been in all the wrong places, and he's consorting with people that are suspects. Right. So, like, of course he's going to be, like, treated like this. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I just think it's hilarious. And But, like, you know, the guy's got nothing on him, and Michael just leaves. You stay out of the Woolsworth. Sorry. <laughs> I love that movie. I haven't watched it in a long time. I'm watching it tomorrow night as part really? of as the final film in my, in my movie film <sighs> that series. That is awesome. Yeah. I haven't wa- I haven't watched that in years. Tomorrow night, six thirty. If you're interested, <laughs> go to sleep, little baby. Love that movie Man. so much. Um, so Michael heads to the race and he goes to confront some of the guys. And no, he goes to the pool hall. He goes to the bar. Yes, to confront some of the guys. He, what's the? Oh, we didn't catch a name of this place. No, because the the only thing that we see is a sign for Handsome Anson, yes. the radio DJ, the radio DJ Hanson, Hanson, Handsome Hanson, Handsome Anson, Anson. It's the weirdest. Han- God, that's like, hard to say. Yeah. Plus the call letters, like hey, hello, welcome to Handsome Anson, the WKPP. It's WKPY, right? Or WCPY? No, no. no it's KCP KCPY KCPY. I think that's right. West Coast, right? Yeah. So. And so I'm like, it's like TCBY. I want, what if TCB are they still around? I think they're gone. Do you know, funny story about TCBY? Yeah. Kristen did not know what TCBY stood for until about three weeks ago. Remind me. The country's best yogurt. That's right. She didn't realize, she didn't know what that meant until about three weeks ago. TCBY. Do you think that what, if TCBY was a radio show, what would it be? T- All about yogurt? Probably. Do you remember TCBY? Oh, sure. There totally. was there, there was one in the mall. Yeah. The main mall for a long... Did you choke on water? 
<laughs> um, there was one in the main mall for a really long time, and yeah. that that's been gone for a while. I'm looking mm. it up right now to TCBY. see when TCBY had started and see if there are any locations left in the in the country. Well, that was a tangent. That was a t- yeah. But, founded in 1981, and there are still about 470 locations in the country. Oh, we're gonna have to go visit all of them. Yes, we are. Anyway. anyway. Um, yeah, so they're in this bar, and I just have to comment. I like we don't know the name. We could come up with anything. It could be like the Muscle Vein, or or like the Ramrod, the Ramrod, or or a Rock Pounder. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to the Sand Palace. I don't know. It doesn't <laughs> matter. But it's all like like naughty pine, like oh, shiplap, yeah. and like dark like stones. They're- and all I can all I can picture. Yeah, oh, this is weird. All I can picture. Is the smell of just stagnant cigarettes? That's what that bar is. Yes, but like you had mentioned that you you actually co- you commented on a f- one of the things on the wall. It was a mirror with the RCA Victor, yeah, and the dog on there. So it was like you know their beer mirrors, like yeah, you know, but it was RCA Victor like bar mirror. I'm like that's amazing. It was great. There's like in one scene, there's a, um, a a poster of just the faces of John Travolta and Olivia Newton John, which I assume <laughs> is from Greece. Probably, which I, I don't know. It's just there's a lot of interesting, like kitschy stuff. But yes, it's the stagnant, soaked into the wall smell of old cigarettes. Like you know that the carpet used to have some kind of pill to it, but now it's just like pressed flat and dark yes. brown. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> so he goes to the pool hall and he goes up to one of the guys playing pool and's like, "All right, I'm ready to meet the top dog. I want to be a part of this race." And the guy's like. Yeah, that'd be great, except we're not racing tonight. The cops are too hot. We can't get out there. Yeah. So Michael kind of just sort of intimidates the guy mm-hmm. to convince him to race, and the guy's like, all right, fine, right. let's do it. I'll and be, th- be there 11 o'clock. And this is the actor I was trying to figure out. Who is it? Please the tell act- me. The actor's name is Saul Landy. Okay. Okay. What has he done? <laughs> Saul Landy, he has done, uh, let's see, let's go way back. Let's go, let's pull up the Wayback Machine on IMDb. Okay. So the first one I find is a Crazy Times in 1981. He plays a guy named Rico. Uh, Facts of Life, 1982. Voyagers. Did he play Tootie's Boyfriend? I don't know. Knight Rider, 1984. St- Savage Streets. Uh, the A-Team. Um, okay. Uh, Street Hawk, The Fall Guy, Club Life, Outlaws, Sweet Revenge. Is he in at all? I'm trying to find it. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Dangerous Love. Hardball. <laughs> Hunter. Rover Dangerfield. That sounds pretty awesome. Ooh. Um, 1991. No, I don't see any MacGyver. Si- Silent of the- Silence of the Hams. Oh, yeah. Tom yeah. Deluise. Co- Cops and Robertsons. Uh, Total Force. Uh, LA Heat. A few of other things. Um, and then a lot of TV. NYPD, Blue West Wing, Love Bites, blah, 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 Pretender, Jag. Okay, fair enough. X-Files. Should we move on? Cold Case, Supernatural, uh, The Closer, So Ugly Betty, th- mm. uh, Tony, uh, General Hospital, um, uh, all of them, Mentalist, uh, Young and so the Restless, my- um, CSI, uh, Crime Scene Investigation. Remember so Gil Michael Grissom? starts driving uh, towards ecstasy. the race. Uh-oh. And, oh, I'm sorry, are we ready to move on? Can we move on? Sure. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> So they're driving towards the race, and Michael heads towards the robbery instead because he hears he hears the robbery start happening because he has Kit pull up a schematic of all of the streets in the area, mm-hmm. and so as soon so the radio starts playing, and Michael says, "Oh, Kit's like there's a robbery going on right over here." So Michael basically says, "All right, screw the street race." We're going to the robbery. So they head towards the robbery, and they get to the jewelry store, and Michael gets out, and he has Kit scan the scan the tire tracks. Yeah, scan the tire the tracks. the car has just watched. left. 
So what's that? He looks like he's doing a Spider-Man move, like he holds out his hand. Yeah. Or like Vampire Hunter D, the the little guy in his hand that eats up all the yeah, bad yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he kind of does that. Like, swipes his wrist across the ground. <laughs> he's like, Michael, these are tire tracks from blah, 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 and they're still warm and blah, 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 blah. And then, of course, the cops show up because that's what they do. Scenario number five, where the chief finds Michael in the wrong place at the wrong time. And, the tr- and you know, the chief makes the right call. I was like, okay, sir. All right, pal, if you didn't do anything about this, open your trunk. Okay. And he pops the trunk, and Kit looks in the, the, uh, the cop that's with the chief looks in and goes, It's empty. He's clean. All then, all these hobos. <laughs> Except for all these. These look like hobo bones. <laughs> how do you know? How do you know these are hobo bones? I don't know. I don't know how I know. But that. if you notice, like, Kit's trunk is like, there's nothing. It's so tiny. It's, it's very shallow. Like, so it makes you wonder how that gypsy kid stuffed all that shit in there. Seriously, I don't understand <laughs> it at all. So Michael starts driving. He's like, there's got to be a connection here. There's got to be a connection. He's like, the radio's in, and the music is this, and then the, the robbery happens, and then the car races. He's like, wait a second. He's like, that song that was just playing, what was the name of that? The song was called Crumbling Down. Crumbling Down. That was really weird. Let's see if I can find it. So Crumbling Down starts playing, and Michael's just like, huh, that's interesting. He's like, Kit. Play me every time that song was played. So Kit puts out the schematic of every time Crumbling Down was played. He goes, now, now superimpose that over every time a robbery happened. Is it John Mellencamp? I think it is. Sure enough, every time a robbery happens, that song is being played. Yep. And so Michael's like, you know, he has that like success moment and gets really excited about it. 1983. So of course it was. Crumbling Down. John Mellencamp. It was John Mellencamp. Good job, Greg. You got it. I'm here. I'm here. To enrich the viewing view, view. So sweet. So Michael deduces that the song is played just before a robbery happens so that the cops are busy chasing after the racers. Okay. So that the racers, the cops chase after the racers, the song plays, which is the cue for the robber to go in and break into the jewelry store. I mean, that's clever. It's pretty clever. Now, have there been films that do similar things like that? Uh, there must be. There's got to be something. Because of, yeah. I, I like that. But immediately, immediately, David, when Michael realizes this, uh, Hanson, fuck. Handsome Anson. Handsome Anson. Come on, that's hard to say. It is. It is. Handsome Anson yep. is immediately in the hot seat because Michael knows, like, hey, this D-bag's playing this stuff. Yeah, he, he knows. knows. He knows. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He's, he's a, a radio DJ. Handsome Anson, kind of a kind of a putz. <laughs> so he goes right over to the radio station and he kind of confronts Handsome Anson at the same time that the chief arrives, and it's it all comes out yeah. that the chief worked for thirty five years and could just wasn't making enough money to live on. So he fl- he planned this whole thing out so that he could he could have this big retirement party and get all this money for him and he was using Ron as the scapegoat. What a jerk. Essentially. So Chief tells the tells one of his assistants, cuff this guy and take him over to the cliffs and make sure you do it right this time. And so the the guy that was helping the chief is the other dude. What's I want I want to say Abe who? Abe. You talking about Mace? Mace. The other guy the one of the other punks? I want did we ever learn his last name? Because I have one. Yes, but I don't believe I wrote it down. Because I'm calling him Mace Hardbottom. Let's do that. I like Mace Hardbottom. It's like Mace Boudreaux or something. It was something. It was, yes. It was something like that. But Hardbottom's Mace just... Mace Hardbottom takes Michael to the cliffs. For a, for a, for a make-out sesh? They're going to go necking. <laughs> Basically, he's going to send Michael off the cliff to his death. And Michael brings, up, Michael brings up a great point. So when Mace 
brings Michael to the cliff. He goes, Michael's like, how's this going to look? I'm supposed to have killed myself, but my hands are cuffed behind my back, and you're going to... He's like, that's pretty dumb. But this is also where Kit's silent mode comes in, because Kit followed them there. In broad daylight. In broad daylight. <laughs> in broad daylight. Like What? Maybe 10 car lengths behind Mace Hardbottom. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Which I believe Mace has seen Kit, so it's not like he's going to look behind him and be like, oh, it's a pretty sweet Trans Am. Yeah, that's he's, the he's, same car I've seen all over the place. He's not going to like... Say, that's the car that jumped over me in the beginning of this episode. Exactly. <laughs> so he brings him over to the cliff, and Michael convinces Hardbottom to, un- <laughs> to uncuff him, basically. And he goes, all right, Kit, you're up. So Kit like slides up behind. By the way, he's driving a Chevy Bronco. He drives up behind the Bronco, and he pushes the Bronco into Mace. Mace has to now grabs onto the grill of the front of the car, mm-hmm. and just like Kit pushes the Bronco Basically, just barely over the edge so that Mace is hanging over the edge while Michael is sitting there like, all right, give it up. Tell me everything you know. And he's like, I'll tell you. You just got to let me up. You got to let me up. I promise I'll tell you everything. And Michael's like, Kit, a little further out there. And he's like, he's pushing the (gasps) block. No, 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 no. He's like, tell me everything from the beginning. And he basically, he tells the entire story about the chief and how Mm -hmm. the chief orchestrated this whole thing. And he was using Ron as the scapegoat. But Mace was actually the one who was doing the burglaries. Have you ever seen uh, the movie uh, To Catch a Thief? A long time ago. With uh, uh, Cary Grant. Long time ago. Yeah. A very similar scenario here. Oh, absolutely. Highly recommend To Catch a Thief. Good stuff. Check it out. Oh, definitely. So he pulls Mace back up, cuffs him to the front of the car. And leaves him there. In the sun. Yeah. All day. Yep. Handcuffed to the front of the Bronco. Dehydrated and dead. Yeah. So, Pick. I mean, they get him later because they put him in the trunk and use him for Pick. fuel because young, young, <laughs> hard-bodied children, uh, pre-adolescence. He's not a pre-adolescent. He's a, no, he's a late teen. I'd say maybe maybe even college age. They they could probably ma- let Kit go for for years. He's all he's picked apart by seagulls. By the way, we've only seen Kit fuel up once this series. Oh, yeah. We've only seen him fuel up once. So let's just let's, maybe he's just really efficient. He probably is. So prior to this whole thing happening, Michael had had Kit actually tape record the chief's confession because mm. now the plan is is that Michael is going to head to the radio station to patch the confession over the airwaves to play the confession from the chief. So this is while the, this street race is happening, this is the funny thing. So Kit can broadcast strong enough to stomp on the signal. From the radio station, we'd have to be pretty close, Michael. Yeah, but doesn't which doesn't really make sense. Like wherever, I don't, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Well, because as they're patching this thing into the radio, Kit's driving away from the radio station. He's driving to it. He's driving to it. Oh, yeah. okay, all right. Because that's where the chief is. Gotcha. Or that's who he thinks. Whatever. Yeah. So as they pull up, the chief's inside, and he's coming out. He's like, "It's all lies. It's all lies." Because because of course everybody tunes into uh, TCBY radio. Absolutely. And, and so all the all the street racers have it. All the cops are listening to it too. And Michael, of course, knows what's going on because kids broadcasting all this stuff. So they all converge at the same time because they're all chasing Michael and they're all mad. And the chief shows up, and there, that's the end. That's it, basically. The, That's it. The chief tries to pull his gun, and all the other cops are like, nope, you just, that was, you're done. That song comes on again. Sure does. Um, So that's, thanks, Eva. So that's how it ends. We come back for the finale, and Devin and Marietta are kind of just being sexy with each other. They're like relaying, like, victory stories i guess oh my god so basically will. <laughs> she tells devon remember that one no she's not british so why am i doing that 
She's like, remember that time that it was raining out and you had to stay in my mother's, uh, yes. what was it, mother's um, like side room or something like that? Yeah. And Devin's like, oh, yes, quite. If I remember, I, I had pneumonia. She's like, oh, no, no. You no. Were perfectly healthy. <laughs> you were in perfect <laughs> yeah. health. And Devin's just like, um, um. Anyway, <laughs> moving along. Um, yes, of course. Let's get, and they're drinking like Jungle Punch. Oh, yeah. They have to be. It's like re- it's bright red. There's all kinds of fruit in it, and you know that it's just loaded with alcohol. Oh, absolutely. Because doesn't Michael say eh, thank you when everyone raises a glass yes, to Michael? Michael like <laughs> like makes fun of them. Oh, oh, thank you very thank much. You very much. Mm. <laughs> yeah. sip. So we cut to the out, and we get the final scene with Manny, the alarm guy, mm. shows up. Manny has hired two legitimate thugs to -hmm. break in he's like well if these guys if these guys aren't gonna break into the car then i don't know who's gonna do it and michael's like you know what i think we're all set yeah i think we're good thank you very much but i'm gonna go ahead and pass on this yeah and michael's and and manny's just like gets really scared because he's like shit he's like no 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 no, these guys no no i really have to have these guys break into the car (laughs) so it's it's evident that these guys are gonna beat the shit out of manny well maybe he said hey man I'll 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 offer up this car for you if you can help me with blah blah blah. Maybe get me some sales. Right. So maybe they were legitimately going to try to steal Kit. Maybe. Which would have been funny. I don't know what they were going to do. But, but but also what you think about this? Just think about Manny's story for a second. Manny knows actual car thieves. Yes. And he's selling car alarms. Yes. Yeah. Something. There's a little conflict of interest there in your friends. I would like to see Manny show up as a different character in another episode because. What if he keeps showing up like it's it's he just he's like um it's the same person but he has different characters. He's like a oh a rambling salesman but he comes up with different stuff. Oh, I like that. I like that too. I like that a lot. So that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Um for some reason as you were talking, I rated the episode for you. <laughs> I don't know why. I appreciate it. Let's see how close you got. What do you think? So, what did I what did uh, I no, give no, it? No, no, you tell me what you give it first and I mean, I will tell you where I'll I I'll be honest. From. I was I was really I was really trying to think I was maybe it, wow. Hold on a second. I gotta think of our rating. I have to imagine that I'm much happier that we're watching these together now. Yeah, me these too. are making things a lot more enjoyable. I want to give it a turtleneck, which is what four. Okay, I think is that we. I'm. I want to give it a four. I want to. I want to give it a four. I'm sorry, Eve was making really weird noises behind me. <laughs> that's what I gave you, dude. I put awesome. down a four. I was like, I'm writing down gradings. I'm like. Four for Greg. I'm like that was weird. All right, let me think. What did uh, what did Dave give it? I'm going to tell you. I think you gave it a four too. I did. <laughs> I did. I landed it right at a four. Again, it was not. I was nowhere near the perfection that I've that I think we've seen for this show. Man, it's, it was great. But it was thoroughly enjoyable, like almost all the way through. Manny Hardbottom was great. Um, are you going to be all right, Eva? What are you doing over there? You're singing to yourself. Quiet. She's watching Ultimate Beastmaster on Netflix. <laughs> Ultimate Beastmaster? It's like American Ninja Warrior. Oh, I thought it was like Krull or something no, like that. No, it's, it's, it's a reality. It's like Ultimate, Ultimate Beastmaster. She, lo- she loves it. It's the weirdest it's thing like, in the world. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger with a giant head-cleaving sword. Yes, exactly. Um, all right, so we both landed at a four. Mm. I think it was a really thoroughly enjoyable episode. I was yeah. really happy watching it. So that leaves me with two weeks from now. Oh, boy. Do you, first of all, do you want to know what next week, what two weeks from now, what we're bringing us? Slather it all over okay. me. I will. Uh, the next one is uh, season two, episode 16, hmm. Race for Life. Uh, Michael and Kit race to find the only compatible donor for April's niece, who is seriously ill in the hospital. 
Matters are complicated when they find their target is a murder suspect on the run from a rival gang and may not be willing to donate his bone marrow in the first place. <laughs> oh. So apparently April's niece needs a bone marrow transplant. And okay. A murder suspect is the only one who has, he's the right match, but he might not be willing to give up that bone marrow. <laughs> Okay. So do we want to talk about what we may or may not be doing here in two weeks? Because it depends on if we can get out of our own way to do it. Um, <laughs> scheduling is really tight for the next couple weeks in August. So. You know what? I, I want to do this. All right. I want to do this. So, Greg, do you want to talk about how we're, what we're going to do? So David and I are going to – we're recording tonight. This we're could planning fail. planning on double dipping. Yes. So after we're done recording here, yes, we're planning on – Watching the next episode, which we will discuss in just a moment, which well, you already which just I said just it. did. Sorry, go ahead. I wasn't paying attention. That's okay. We're going to watch that episode while we record the show. So we're going to watch it live, so that for those of you who want to do the same, you can watch it with us while Ooh. we comment over the episode. Let's do a countdown in the beginning so they can sync it. That's I think what we're going to do. So I think what we'll do is next week or in two weeks, since. It'll be about a forty-seven to forty-eight minute episode. We're gonna cut all the intros. We're just gonna we're gonna welcome everyone to the show. We're gonna talk for like a minute or two, and then we're gonna jump right into the episode. Mm-hmm. This could fail, or it could be a really cool thing. But I think it'll be fun because I think we're trying to keep it fresh. Well, for don't us. forget, David. We recorded for twenty-four hours straight together. We sure did. We'll be um, fine. Much like the fact that I feel this show starting to stagnate. <laughs> I think Greg and I are starting to like, I don't want to speak for us both, but like, I want to do something that may fail, but something that is interesting enough to us that we might enjoy, like, just to see if we can do it. It could, people might not listen to it. People want to listen to it. Speaking of which, speaking of which, this episode is this episode is releasing on August 4th. Next week, August 11th, Greg and I will be, um, our story on Atari Bytes will be debuting on August 11th. Goodness me. And then August 18th will be the uh, the live viewing of the show that Greg and I will be watching. But in reality, we're going to watch it right after we finish recording this episode. So, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week, Greg. For uh, Do you have anything you need to say before we say goodnight? No. All right. So, for, um, for the Knight Rider years, I am Kit's Brain Matter Under the Hood. I am. I know it's not his name, but I'm Manny Hardbottom. Oh, Manny Hardbottom. And who else is here for the evening? And you are? Ina! Say goodnight. All right, guys. Have a fantastic week. There's no reason for increased volume. There you have it, loyal listener. A fine example of what can truly be done with podcasting. Hard work, consistent output, and just the right amount of guidance from an enigmatic network overlord. Tune in again next week to see what timeless gem I dust off for your listening pleasure. Seriously. I need to get someone into this archive room and do some cleaning. It's filthy.
You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at Podfix on Twitter, official underscore Podfix on Instagram, at Podfix Network on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.